I got my gun in my boot purse and I don't bust back because I shoot first. How do he say what's never said? Uh, can we stop doing this? No. Eleventh <laughs> grade. If, if we're recording before I go and I'm getting something neat, we gotta do this. Oh man, what a great album. That or that all stays in. <laughs> oh, it's staying in, baby. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel on Republicans. It's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. How do you ever make any progress? President Biden, we got to send them to jail. <laughs> That's so cool. Wow. He's right. Lock him uh, up. <laughs> owned, owned his ass. Uh, also, fucking Jimmy Kimmel, the guy famous for being like, be mean to your children and film it and send it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Didn't he interview Trump and like play with his hair and everyone was <laughs> mad at him for that? That's right. And that's that's why he became a socialist. I hate when I'm watching, like, I think it's like one of the, it's like Jackass, like 3.5 or something. And it's like, why does Jimmy Kimmel get to be here? Is it Jackass? Uh, 3.5, so he was, like, around for the third one, and they, and he got to be in the direct-to-video version. I wish they had to make Jackass every single year, so there was just, like, Jackass 14, and Hillary Clinton was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow mashing up Hillary's Howard and Jackass appearances, so she's riding a Sibian made of bees or something. (laughs) Breaking, Lauren Boebert is under a formal investigation for fraud. Why? Uh, Colorado officials are examining allegations that Representative Boebert inflated the mileage she logged on the campaign trail in 2020 (laughs) and then used more than $20,000 in reimbursements from donors to pay off years of tax uh, Ooh, How do you pronounce this word? Lions? Leans? Leans. Tax leans on her restaurant. (laughs) Tax lions. Tax lions. (laughs) Uh, did you see the Lauren Boebert thing I was talking about the other day on my story? On my anniversary. <laughs> what? Making Zoe talk to me about, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, Lauren Boebert on Mother's Day, two oh, weeks yeah. before winning the Republican primary to take her Congress seat, got into a drunk driving off-roading accident <laughs> where she drove into a brick wall. <laughs> and she abandoned Fucking- her... Son, her dog, <laughs> and her sister-in-law. Holy shit! She pressed uh, triangle or X, depending on which <laughs> console you're on, before she hit the wall, yeah. and everyone else stayed in the car and hit the wall. <laughs> yeah, so she just ran off covered in blood and escaped. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't she pay them to be like, "Don't tell anyone about this. This will ruin my chances." Yeah. <laughs> Having to pay off your own son. Yeah. <laughs> this was in uh, Great Herald of Democracy, DailyMail.co.uk. <laughs> they, they love a good story about us, don't they, folks? They always have the American gossip. Yeah, they're trying to take away from all the knife crime stories. Yeah. <laughs> Another bloody night for uh, uh, Manchester <laughs> Union Hospital. I think that's a football team. No. Right. Wait. No, that's... Uh, United. United is one of the football teams. Uh, I started getting emails from uh our some of our favorite guys, the Epoch Times. Yep. Uh, I don't know how they got my email or you know why it took them this long to start sending me emails, but we got a little bit of uh Epoch action for you. So you know. In the email, first thing, cause of death revealed for three Americans found dead at Bahamas Hotel. <laughs> didn't click it, didn't care. Too much fun. Uh, kept, uh, you know, kept scrolling, and, you know, we got a perfect crime leaving no survivors. Investigators detail China's grisly organ harvesting industry. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we got some, some Falun Gong uh, cultist protesters. Um, critical support to the, you know, the Chinese Communist Party and their continued battle against these freaks. Um, and then we get to the, the good part. Epoch inspired. Mom transforms three rooms in bleak wood chip rental for lovely gray home under $300. And the results are stunning. (laughs) And this looks like an ad, but I'm pretty sure it's an actual article on their website. They painted the walls and put carpets on the stairs. And then we have Epoch Lifestyle. Glyphosate contamination widespread in food sold at Whole Foods, Amazon, Walmart, and Target. 
What is a glyphosate? What I, is that? It's probably made up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the fucking, all the lib-ass stores are contaminated with glyphosate. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that they have a lifestyle section and it's like, here's something to be scared of. <laughs> <laughs> all the stores have this and it's killing you. <laughs> 24 summer trends you should be terrified of. Yeah, uh, speaking of things, you know, to be scared of, uh, I we got an uh, like a China update from Twitter account at Rap, Rap TV. Very good. <laughs> Justin, China's giant telescope may have picked up signs of an alien civilization. <laughs> oh, I saw that. And it's a verified account. <laughs> I thought I thought China was too good to get distracted by alien nonsense <laughs> like uh, America does, but maybe they did find. Uh, yeah, no, they just actually found an alien. It's real when they do it. Good for them. <laughs> I know you've all been thinking out there. What what is what does a cigar aficionado think about? Well, I got this uh, little post on Instagram, and uh, it's a clue into the cigar aficionado's mind. Here's some thoughts. Are my cigar will be wet on the beach? <laughs> Did my Boveda bag is new? Yeah. Oh no, I don't have my lighter. Where is my cigar cutter? <laughs> there, pal. Googling uh, that. <laughs> oh no, I don't have my lighter. Googling Ken Whippets make you sad. Uh, <laughs> oh, where is my cigar cutter? I hope I didn't forget it at the cigar lounge last night. <laughs> Why did Habano raise the Cuban price? Who? Should I should I be back on YouTube? OMG, the new Cohiba 55 is amazing. (laughs) Should I create my cigar brand? (laughs) And uh, I just want to say thank you uh, to the Cigar Aficionado. Or this is Cigars and Memories, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You count Cigars and Memories. You get cool ads, man. I get... Instagram literally uh, doesn't know whether I'm Jewish or Muslim, of which I am neither. But <laughs> the only ads I get because I'm I'm the one that you know I go on these websites all the time for this show. <laughs> so I have gotten Matt Walsh's like trans documentary oh, advertised to me on like thirty different websites, <laughs> like YouTube ads. I'm getting for this shit. I'm like, fuck. That's that's pretty terrible. It act it thinks, really annoying. It thinks you're one of them. I posted this on the Instagram at uh, Boomer Death Pod uh, to those of you not following, but uh, it was real funny. Wanted to bring it up to you guys because I don't think I showed you. I parked in like the Jefferson parking garage in Philly last Ooh. weekend, and all the floors are named after like uh, I don't know. I guess like American principles. Uh, we got <laughs> what? We we got humility, which was where I had to park because uh, <laughs> because wait, wait, wait. because so, idealism in foreign policy was full. Wait, wait. So like instead of like you know C B and A for the names of the parking garage, it's humility. Humility's the top floor, baby. <laughs> idealism in foreign policy, kind of a mouthful. Yeah. Aversion to tyranny. <laughs> We also had well, fr- more? freedom of the press, compromise, humor, <laughs> compromise, tolerance, and exit to street. Nice, because they're also in rainbow f- color fashion. Oh yeah, I've been stabbed to death on the tolerance floor. <laughs> yeah, get, get getting attacked on the tolerance floor of the Jefferson parking garage. Yeah, <laughs> fleeing to the aversion to tyranny floor. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get started here. Did you see this picture of John F. Kennedy uh, caressing longtime friend yes. Lem Billings? Yes. <laughs> Lem Billings. <laughs> we all have that one longtime friend, Lem Billings. Dude, he's not limp for Lem, folks. <laughs> Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, <laughs> the number one podcast on the Hunter Biden laptop left. Mm-hmm. I am your mm-hmm. host, Puppet Master Joe. <laughs> I am hanged from the neck until Danny. Yeah, you like <laughs> until that? Dan. <laughs> I'm here to remind you to use a, uh, you know, make a safe, unique password uh, with uh, at least one capital letter, one symbol, <laughs> and one number. 
Matt exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. As uh, as Joe alluded to in uh, in our uh, intro here, we are talking again about the laptop, folks, because you know I, I know our viewers uh, they they tend to watch MSNBC, CNN, you know the lamestream media, and they won't they won't tell you a single thing about the laptop. Laptop Gazi is not going away, <laughs> folks. Yeah, they have to. They, they're too busy running two p.m. specials called like the China Problem to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, and <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's get it started in penis job media this week, folks. Has Hunter Biden's laptop just revealed the identity of Joe Biden's puppet master? <laughs> Dark Brandon, <laughs> Doctor yeah. Jekyll, Mister Hyde situation. <laughs> Uh, this is by Robert Spencer in uh, Penis Job Media, uh, and uh, he starts out here. The whole world knows that old Joe Biden is not really the man in charge. Biden himself has made this clear on numerous occasions. With his many oblique references to getting in trouble if he deviated from the instructions he was given. <laughs> well, there's a deep state. Are they saying now there's no deep state? Joe <laughs> Biden should be in charge? Yeah. Getting in trouble, he gets spanked. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I had to stand in the corner for 15 minutes, Mac. <laughs> but it has never been fully clear who is uh, running this dumpster fire known as the Biden administration. <laughs> Speculation has run to Chief of Staff Ron Klain, Barack Obama, and others. Barack Obama is parasailing right now. There's <laughs> yeah. no chance it's Barack Obama. No. He has a billion dollars in Netflix money and has made, like, one thing. <laughs> Uh, now, however, another man must be added to the mix, that of none other than Hunter Biden. In a December 3rd, 2018 recording that has just been found on Hunter's notorious laptop, Hunter Biden boasts about old Joe, quote, he'll talk about anything that I want him to, that he believes in. <laughs> oh, okay, so Hunter Biden is pulling the strings on the administration. That'd yes. be really cool. Yes, that that is what uh, S Mr. Spencer posits here. Don't you think weed would at least be legal, if not <laughs> cocaine? Yeah, crack would be legal. Uh, we'd, we'd all be... It was, this would be a crack <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure, Hunter's statements may amount to nothing more than the grandiosity of a crack haze. But he was quite convinced of his influence over his father, adding, quote, If I say it's important to me, then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his platform. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world. And I know that to be certain. So it's not going to be about uh, whether it affects his politics. <laughs> I like how they're like the grandiosity of a crack haze, but then they're very clearly convinced by what he said. Yeah. That's the premise of the article. Yeah. We believe him. <laughs> uh... Hunter was proud of how much old Joe admired him. Quote, All those fears you think that I have of people not liking me or that I don't love myself, I don't fear that. <laughs> yeah, that was very clear in the picture where he's in the bathtub hiding his nipples and smoking a cigarette. He's like, oh no. <laughs> uh, you know why I don't fear that? Because the, man I, because the man I most admire in the world, that God to me, thinks I'm a God. <laughs> my brother did too and the three of us it was literally i had the support to know i can do anything uh at another point hunter says everyone thinks it talks about it how how can you be as good as your dad i'm better than my dad you know why i'm better than my dad because my dad tells me i'm better than him since i was two years old <laughs> hunter you're just a better man than me <laughs> hunter should run for office like, presuming what we think is going to happen and Biden loses in 2024 and Trump gets another term, he he should run instead. He should be the next guy. Yeah. He should be, like, the successor. Should be him versus uh, Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> that would be so sick. You already fucking know who I'm voting for. Who's the Republican? Oh, we're talking about the Democratic primaries? Yeah. Chelsea okay. Clinton is the fucking Republican. <laughs> is Hunter Biden calling the shots in the White House? Someone is. Joe Biden has many times intimated that he is not the one who is doing so and that he knows this. In June 2021 at the G7 summit, he said, quote, I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble with staff if I don't do this right away. Which staff member would upbraid the president of the United States? <laughs> he didn't say. 
At a press conference in November 2021, Biden gave the impression that someone had uh, directed him not to take too many questions. Quote, I can take... I'm going to get in real trouble. This is the last question I'm taking. (laughs) Well, I mean, his staff is probably comprised entirely of all the fucking losers who are like, Trump is Trump is besmirching the sanctity of the office. So, you know, if Biden just wants to, you know, vibe and do his thing, you know that he's doing the same thing. So they're going to they're going to chide him and guide him around and make sure he's a respectable president. Biden's running around the uh, the White House and you know only his underwear and he's all dirty because he was rolling around in the mud. With he's his dogs misbehaving <laughs> <laughs> with a pickle in my mouth. <laughs> Why you told me I had to take this pickle out of my mouth, Matt? <laughs> uh, again, who would he get in trouble with? The press was unsurprisingly incurious about this question. <laughs> On September 8th, 2021, Joe announced, quote, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, On August 30th, 2021, he told a reporter, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. But when the question turned out to involve his catastrophic mishandling of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, he said, quote, I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now, and summarily walked away. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the only way to answer that question. (laughs) Did you did you guys see that the uh, you know the Air Force cleared uh, the pilots of uh, of any wrongdoing in the the you know the Afghani's falling off of their planes or whatever, so they can sleep soundly at night now. <laughs> yeah, that's policy, man. <laughs> uh, there is also evidence provided by Joe Biden himself that his press conferences are scripted and carefully directed. On June 19th, 2021, he said, I'll take your questions. And as usual, folks, they give me a list of the people I'm going to call on. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool that he's saying that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that really, one of the least surprising things I've ever heard. Yeah, it's just you're not supposed to say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's also funny that the writer of this article doesn't think there's like, you know, like White House speech writers or (laughs) anything of that sort. Or that the press doesn't, you know, directly coordinate with the federal government. Who gave him the list? No one asked. He has referred to his list of reporters on other occasions as well. Apparently, he knows what questions he's going to be asked and has prepared answers ready. Who's the head of the DNC? Darth Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) I think every good good world leader should have a list of reporters. Uh, During the same recorded discussion recovered from Hunter's laptop... Hunter is asked if Joe Biden as president will discuss drug reform. Hunter answered with maximum bravado. <laughs> quote, he's going to talk about drug reform and any other things that I want him to. He posted about, quote, my presence if my dad becomes president in the United States. <laughs> Yo, watch this space. <laughs> and spoke about... Uh, and spoke about what it would involve, quote, if you're going to be involved in politics the way that I am, which is to choose to engage with my father in that life because I believe in what he does. <laughs> I like how he says that, yeah, I can get Joe Biden to talk about anything. You know, he's not going to be able to get him to do anything. His Democrats no. don't do that. But. <laughs> well, you know, he'll be able to talk to his, his dad about it in a private conversation, but to think that he would remember what he talked about even, you know, three minutes later. Yeah, it's out of the question. <laughs> it's funny to think that uh, on election night, you know, Joe Biden gets elected. It's called whatever. You know, Joe Biden steals the election from the mm-hmm. brave, true president. and uh, Which was Hunter's plan all along. It was. Hunter helped steal that election. He's the bag <laughs> man after all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Hunter saw the results and he smiled to himself and he was like, all right, it's time to build. <laughs> and he, he, he called his team together. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's let's finish this article up here. Empty bravado? Maybe. But on December 16th, 2018, Hunter texted his psychiatrist, Keith Ablo. <laughs> Been on calls with dad most of the day, talking what's next with political team. On January 16th, 2019, Hunter texted Ablo, My dad asked me to be in a call at 7.30 re-political de- uh, decisions. <laughs> Three days later, Hunter entered this search item into Google. I think I put too much baking soda in my mix with cocaine to make crack. How do I fix it? <laughs> <laughs> I would want to know how to fix it. Yeah, he's fucking he's fucking hitting the Pyrex. He's on the stove. He's it's not even buying yeah, his crack. Yeah. He's cooking the crack. That's so <laughs> sick. He's getting his bang for his buck. Well, he was trying to cook the crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and this is the uh, the last sentence here. Is this crackhead the real power in this administration? That would explain a lot. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like Hunter is using talking with his dad to excuse uh, not talking to his psychiatrist <laughs> <laughs> while making crack. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter Biden's doing Google searches for, where do I buy a bando? <laughs> <laughs> All Eisenberg right. real. <laughs> Google. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to this uh, next article here. Um, we are going to revisit the intelligencer section of uh, New York Magazine because we haven't been here in a couple weeks. Uh, There's a separate newspaper I found called the Intelligencer. I know. Should, I know that should sue them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I I found that as well. I'm just thinking of any transition here. What are we talking about? What are we about to talk about? Oh, okay. We're about to talk about our favorite thing in the world, which is Pennsylvania state politics. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a, a p- potato roll. Pennsylvania state <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I love a potato roll. <laughs> uh, we are going to read an article titled, The Potato Roll Empire, Bankrolling a Christian Nationalist. <laughs> this is by James D. Walsh in uh, The Intelligencer. He is DeWalsh. <laughs> James DeWalsh. James, James DeWalsh, no relation. <laughs> you thought we couldn't make fun of that fucking name. You thought we wouldn't find a way. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, he, he starts out here. In December of 2019, Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano convened a public hearing on, de- uh, on deregulation at an unusual address in his district. 1,000 Potato Roll Lane, the global (laughs) headquarters of Martin's famous pastry shop in Chambersburg. A large banner hanging uh, behind Mastriano advertised the the company's pillowy potato rolls, world famous for cradling Shake Shack burgers. Uh, World famous for making any steak leftovers ever delicious. Uh, (laughs) Throw throw that steak on a potato roll. Are you just... Are you just talking about potato rolls or the Mastriano, or not the Mastriano, the There's <laughs> Martins. no other brand but Martin's. What okay. are we talking about well, I don't here? like potato rolls. Uh, what? No, yeah, and I also don't like Christian nationalism. Uh, you should spend a little time with both, and I think you'll, uh, you'll start warming up to them. I like how a big part of uh, Pennsylvania state politics is going to, like, Wonka, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and saying that you'll give chocolate subsidies out <laughs> to all the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a good thing, I think. Yeah, the company based in Colesburg. <laughs> Before the hearing, Mastriano invited J. Anthony Tony Martin, then the company's executive vice president, to the front of the room to cut a large ceremonial strip of red tape. Once finished, Martin testified that he'd once uh, needed Mastriano's predecessor to intervene to stop the state's transportation department from jamming up a project at the Martin's headquarters. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I think he admitted to trying to pay off, like, the governor. <laughs> right. Uh, for Martin, the ordeal was a perfect example of the unnecessary hoops the government forced businesses <laughs> to jump through. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to get these fucking rolls out. <laughs> yeah, it was very useful when I bought a governor last time. I'll be <laughs> yeah. buying a governor again. Yeah. Uh, but it was also an example of his family's uh, political connections paying off. The Martins had given generously to the lawmaker, which he failed to mention. After the hearing, everyone went home with a Martin's tote bag filled with potato rolls. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. The potato roll king of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Long may he reign. <laughs> the only industry left in the state. There's this asshole selling potato rolls. They're going to oh, change the, every town name. It's going to be Potatoesburg. <laughs> I lost my arm in the potato roll machine at the potato <laughs> roll factory. <laughs> uh, according to Ezra Thrush, an environmental lobbyist who attended the meeting, it was very weird, he says. Usually these things are held at state government properties or local municipal government buildings, not a company's headquarters. It felt very slippery. <laughs> Usually not held at 1,000 Potato Roll Lane. <laughs> you can either read slippery as he thought it was like a, you know, slimy political maneuver, yeah. or it was very wet. <laughs> 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 
all the potato <laughs> sludge. It's not very, even that good. Yeah, it's very slippery in there. It's a very wet factory. <laughs> uh, nearly two years to the day later. Mastriano returned to 1000 Potato Roll Lane. <laughs> Once again, he lined up with Tony Martin and other members of the Martin family for a photo op to commemorate the groundbreaking of a 260,000 square foot baking line, which Martin remarked would lead the company into the future. <laughs> <laughs> 260,000 square feet. It's just like a mousetrap <laughs> machine that makes rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Republican state senator was also thinking about his future. A run for governor. He'd spent much of 2021 raising money for such a campaign, and the Martin family was already among his top donors. A few weeks later, shortly before Mastriano officially announced his campaign, Jim Martin, the 75-year-old patriarch of the family and chairman of the board, so this is John Goodman in, in yeah. Righteous Gemstones. Oh, you got daddy's approval. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jim, he's ruling. Fucking, I like how Anthony, quote-unquote, Tony, yeah, to show Tony. you he's some fucking fail son. Tony gets sent down to cut the ribbon. Yeah, yeah. Tony gets to be the street boss, but the other guy's <laughs> running the show. Uh, the 75-year-old patriarch of the family and chairman of the board donated $100,000 to Matri uh, Mastriano's bid, by far the largest single contribution that the, uh, the state senator would receive during the primary. The heavy support shocked both longtime customers <laughs> and veteran political observers. People buying buying potato rolls. They were like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? Wait, the potato billionaires are Republicans?" Uh. And veteran political observers, neither of whom had realized the potato roll empire had propped up Mastriano, who had been little known outside of his district before the pandemic. That is so funny. I know, dude. It's I was incredible. wondering why they were running like some <laughs> fucking state senator yeah. against uh, Shapiro, the DA who's like trying yes. to send Donald Trump to prison or whatever. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're gonna run this guy who's trying to send us all to hell. <laughs> Uh, over the past two years, Mastriano has won a die-hard base by casting his opposition to lockdown mandates as a holy battle. <laughs> and uh, a framing he also used to claim the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump. After the election, Mastriano organized buses for and attended the rally that precipitated the attack on the Capitol. <laughs> Dude, this dude doing his jihad. Yeah. This is how you win a Republican primary. <laughs> yeah, he knows exactly what he's yeah. doing. He got someone to buy him buses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as governor, he has said he could, quote, uh, decertify every machine in the state with a stroke of a pen <laughs> because he would appoint the Secretary of State overseeing the electoral system, <laughs> raising the possibility he could enact a one-man coup in 2024. A spokesperson for Mastriano did not respond to requests for comment. <laughs> I am the state. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do a car wash in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, quote, we are aware of recent criticisms uh, leveled against Martins and our business partners, Julie Martin, the company's social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> you would imagine being such a fucking idiot that your nepotism job is social media manager. Yeah, she's real good at the Facebooks and the Twitters, <laughs> things she, like that. She posts memes that are like, when it's potato roll time. <laughs> uh... Uh, she, uh, Julie Martin said in a statement, Like the rest of the country, Martin's employees, business partners, and customers hold to a diverse range of personal opinions, beliefs, and values. Although the stockholders who own the company are members of the same family, they also hold a wide range of views. <laughs> yeah, you can't make daddy angry. <laughs> <laughs> For these reasons, the company, as a matter of policy, does not support any particular candidate or party. <laughs> a political potato roll. <laughs> <laughs> are there other potato roll brands? Like, I don't think there are. They have a well. That's the thing. They are the potato roll empire. They they must have some sort of monopoly on it. They've cornered the market. Or wait, they, they built this one machine. The, the, there's one machine that makes all the potato rolls. <laughs> it's like the yeah, cornballer. They have a patent on the machine. That can turn potatoes into rolls. 
Anyway, are they Hawaii? The Hawaiian rolls? Is that Martin's? That, no, that's a different thing. Yeah, and those are also potato rolls. No, they're not. Those what? Are, those are sweet Hawaiian rolls. Okay, well, I'm cutting this. <laughs> I think this is important. <laughs> uh... But the line between the company and the family is blurry. Julie Martin, the spokesperson, is Jim Martin's daughter, and her brothers, Tony and Joe, serve as president and vice president of operations. Uh, Joe must be so fucking mad, vice president. <laughs> this is literally succession, but yeah. it's about a potato company. Uh... Other members of the family serve throughout the company, and their family factors heavily in the company's social media presence, as does their devout Christian faith. And this is where we get into uh, the other part of this article, folks. Christianity. God gave us the potato. <laughs> God gave us Boomer Death Squad. Yeah, God gave us the role. God gave us the role. Praise be to him. Like Mastriano, the Martins are a member of a conservative de denomination with Mennonite roots. Uh-oh. <laughs> a conservative denomination with Mennonite roots. Throughout in, his campaign... In uh, Pennsylvania parlance, that's hill people. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout his campaign, Mastriano unabashedly used the rhetoric of Christian nationalism. The idea that God ordained the United States as a Christian country. The idea, which gained popularity under Trump and is embraced by figures such as Marjorie Taylor Greene, rejects the separation of church and state. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, which gained popularity under Trump? Yeah, these freaks have been around forever. Forever. They've been vocal forever. Running they, they, the government. Yeah, they've had a strong hand in the government. They, they, they controlled the uh, <laughs> cancel culture for most of time. They ran several holy wars against Muslims. But it, 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 Trump really... Brought these people out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah. Really platformed them. Uh, re re rejects the separation of church and state and promotes more religion in politics, not less. Should Mastriano be elected in November, it would be perhaps the largest triumph for Christian nationalism in recent memory and would be thanks in no small part to the Martins. Not like banning abortion. <laughs> yeah, not like, yeah, exactly. The origin story of Martin's famous pastry shop. Uh, by the way, shop is spelled in the oldie, uh, you know, oldie-fashioned time. S-H-O-P-P-E. We love a shop. <laughs> uh, Dad, we have to change the name to just shop. <laughs> and he just beats his son. He's like <laughs> nine years old yeah. with a cane. And then he's like, everything I've done in my life, I've done for my children. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the origin story of Martin's famous pastry shop reads like a business school fairy tale. In the 1950s, Lloyd and Lois Martin started baking bread in their one-car garage to sell at local farmer's markets. In 1968, they opened a restaurant, and ten years later, they broke ground on a production bakery at the site of the present-day headquarters. The bakery enjoyed steady success, but it wasn't until the 21st century that Martin's became a massive operation, supplying some of the largest supermarkets on the East Coast and in the South, lining the shelves of Walmart, Target, and BJ's, and providing burger buns for restaurants around the globe. <laughs> it's a quality product. Uh, Martin's success is, in part, thanks to its association with Danny Meyer's Shake Shack, uh, which has used its buns since uh, opening its first location in Madison Square Park in 2004. Why'd they, why'd they add Danny, why'd they yeah. get, like, I don't know who the fuck that <laughs> I've is. Heard of this guy. I, kn I know times. Shake Shack. I don't know who the fuck Danny, <laughs> Danny Meyer is. Get the fuck out of here. Danny Meyer's Shake Shack. Uh, quote, out of all the buns that were tested in the early days, what we found was great about Martin's was that it cradled the meat perfectly. It absorbed the juices, but it didn't become soggy. Bullshit! <laughs> they do become soggy. They do become soggy. Soggiest <laughs> burger like that in the market, Shake Shack. Yeah, it's probably the cheapest bun. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, what they're, we found about the bun was that it didn't cost any money. They're made with fucking, they're made by people pressing buttons who have black lung in, <laughs> you know, 2022 in Pennsylvania. <laughs> bun lung. Bun lung. <laughs> uh, th that was a quote from Shake Shack's culinary director, Mark Rosati. Yeah, well, your fries <laughs> suck. Rosati. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll say that about Shake Shack. Those crinkle cuts, cafeteria-style fries, they suck. So they're bad. fucking they, dick. They blow. Uh, 
uh, Mark Rosati told Eater in 2017. <laughs> uh, I, I love Eater magazine. <laughs> According to its website, Shake Shack now operates 369 locations around the world, and Martin's executives often boast of the product's popularity in places as far as Saudi Arabia. <laughs> there's a fucking, there's a Tony Luke's in like Saudi Arabia. There's a, probably think, a Jersey so. Mike's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Uh, to keep up, the company has undergone a number of expansions at its Chambersburg campus and at a large baking line in Valdosta, Georgia. Long before Meyer, the Martins attributed their company's growth to another higher power. <laughs> Lord receives credit for potato roll company success, read the headline of a 1991 story in the local Chambersburg newspaper. <laughs> Lord receives credit. It's exactly what you were saying, Matt. Thank yeah. you, God, for the potato. Thank you, God, for the roll. Bless us, O Lord. According to the story, uh, the Barton's office occupied a former Christian school, and its lobby was decorated with mats that read, Jesus Christ is Lord, and let's just praise the Lord in the lobby of its current headquarters. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just fucking do it. Uh, They also have a quote from the Gospel of Mark carved in large stone letters. For what will it if profit a man if he gains the world and loses his own soul? <laughs> it's not about getting rich. It's, it's yeah, about it's <laughs> <laughs> maintaining your soul in the potato industry. It's about it's about taste buds of every yeah. of every uh, creed, color, That's right. religion. Maybe That's right. m- may- maybe not, but around the globe <laughs> at least, uh, enjoying your role. Like many in rural Pennsylvania, both the Mastrianos and the Martins adhere to faiths with roots in the Mennonite Church. The Martins worship at Antrim Brethren in Christ Church, and the Mastrianos are said to be members of Pond Bank Community Church, uh, a conservative Mennonite congregation just five miles away. According to Mastriano's campaign website, his wife, Rebecca Mastriano, works as a chaplain in the Martins factory. (laughs) 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 Fucking kidding me? (laughs) We have to go to, it's like going to Catholic school. You have to go to mass for an hour every day of work. (laughs) (laughs) They're just enough horrific accidents on the potato <laughs> roll line. They need a priest on duty <laughs> to deliver last will testament to people. They, they're, they're bucking all government regulation. OSHA, eat your heart out. God is on our side. And it just happens to be the guy who's going to be the governor's wife. <laughs> Every worker who gets injured here rises again on the third day. Uh... She was placed there by Marketplace Ministries, a nonprofit that provides clergy to private businesses <laughs> in order to that's minister to draft. their employees. That is the company that's controlling the government. Yep. Then. Marketplace, Marketplace Ministries. Ministries. Just fucking incredible. Just some guy who makes, like, you know, half a million dollars a year in small business profit. He's like, yeah, I control the U.S. government. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a big part of it is feeling like that. For Pennsylvania's Anabaptist congregations, Mastriano's campaign may represent a defining moment because Christian nationalism is at odds with the conservative Mennonite conference's theology, which believes the church is distinct from the state. Yeah, I believe that a lot. And plus, Mennonites are big on running drugs across the border, and a a Christian nationalist would be really big on securing the border. (laughs) Though he is, yeah, a hard, a hard border between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Between uh, Mexico, where there's Mennonites, and the U.S., where there's Mennonites, and Canada, where there's Mennonites, <laughs> and there's like a whole uh, gun and drug, oh, that's uh, cool, trafficking uh, route. Uh, if I'm killed by Mennonites, you know why? Uh, as reported by the New York, uh, as reported by the New Yorker, he joined attempts to get uh, to get state legislatures to introduce and rewrite laws that mandate school prayer outlaw same-sex couples from adopting children, and institute a total ban on abortion that includes instances of rape, incest, or threat to a mother's life. Someone should kill this guy. He's not elected yet. It's only regular bad, not extra bad. Yeah, no, actually, you're right there. We're fine. A former army colonel, Mastriano, delivers lines about spiritual warfare with a militaristic thump. 
The forces of darkness are hitting us really hard right now, he told hundreds of supporters in a church parking lot in April. Someone should give him a militaristic thump, I'm telling you. You only get in trouble for like 41 years if you try and do it to the president, and then you just try and you get to go free. So if someone did it to this clown, they'd probably be free in, what, five? We're going to bring the state back to righteousness. This is our day. Our hour. Our hour. Our hour. Whatever. Our hour. <laughs> <laughs> to take our state back and renew the blessings of America. Mastriano's rhetoric and history in the army present another problem for his church, which rejects violence in war so much that it includes instructions on how to become a conscientious ob- objector on its website. Why is this guy a member of this church? It's a church with a website so old it's still telling you how to get out of getting drafted for the Vietnam War. <laughs> 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 he, he's probably he's probably goes to Mennonite church because he's one of those freaks that's like they till the land. They're closer <laughs> to God. Yeah, uh, but he's just like a regular like epic Republican guy. Oh, absolutely. He like, drives a big truck. So do Mennonites though. Yeah. According to Politico, the lower right corner of his campaign signs are stamped with John 8:36, which reads, "If the stu- if the sun therefore will set you free, you will truly be the children of liberty." I like that rhyme. Mastriana, the son of God. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the pitch, right? Yeah. While the Martins donated to typical conservative causes, such as Trump and the National Rifle Association, they were bit players in Pennsylvania before this year's Republican primary. Quote, to my knowledge, they've never been any more than peripherally active in politics, says Charlie Garau, a longtime GOP strategist who placed eighth in the Republican primary. <laughs> uh, other political strategists said they, knew th- uh, said they knew very little about the family's political aims. It wasn't really until this Mastriano thing that I, that I began to even think about them as anything other than just a bunch of happy Christian bread makers, said John <laughs> Fee, the chair of the history department at Messiah University. <laughs> a fake church run by the bread people. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Uh, a small evangelical school an hour north of Chambersburg. Perhaps because of the Martins' propensity to inject their faith into their business, it's easy to imagine the family as being supportive of a singularly Christian lawmaker. If so, it would be out of step with the Brethren in Christ theology the Martins practice, according to Fee. Over the years, Fee University, which was uh, founded by the Brethren in Christ Church, has been one of the biggest recipients of the Martins' philanthropy. <laughs> a scholarship of Messiah is named after the family, uh, as is an annex to the dining hall, and Jim uh, Martin sits on the board of trustees. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it was the potato <laughs> roll fake college. It's, yeah, I mean... We'll send you to Messiah University. <laughs> <laughs> Where you learn to be the Messiah. There's a Messiah in us all, just waiting to awake. Uh... If the Martin family's political sensibility represents, or is equivalent to what Mastriano is teaching, there would be a clear tension with Messiah's political posture, which historically has been almost apolitical. Oh, I'm sure that's true, uh, says Fee. Messiah has co- uh, consistently taken a position that there's a clear separation between what uh, we at Messiah would call the kingdom of God and the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Please expand on that. <laughs> this is a college that, because of its historic uh, Anabaptist roots, does not even fly a flag on campus because that would suggest that the nation was more important than the church. <laughs> This is that's kind of cool. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> just trying to break down those walls. He's trying yeah. to make uh, Pennsylvania the kingdom of God. <laughs> they, they that'll never happen. Uh, they <laughs> they they fly a POW MIA flag still though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Now that Mastriano's name is atop the ticket, the Martin family atop the ticket. Why couldn't you say on top? Whatever, atop the ticket. The Martin's fam- uh, Martin family's support of a fringe, virulently anti-democratic candidate has gotten national attention. And the Potato Roll family is facing blowback in the food world. This is an incredible story of, like, a fucking... Of a Potato Roll company accidentally, like... <laughs> 
buying the most important primary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the There's country. There's no way they expected th- this shit to happen to them. Yeah. And now everyone's mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about uh, the people who get mad at them in a, uh, right now. Uh, quote, I will not be buying any more Martin's products, nor will I support any establishment that uses their buns until, the, uh, until they change suppliers. And I'd urge you to do the same. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, a chef and writer with a devoted following, wrote on Instagram earlier this month. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, I have heard of this person. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Everyone's saying buy a different roll. Nobody's telling me a different potato roll. <laughs> I'll buy a different one. Just give me a fucking potato roll. Where are the antitrust laws on potato rolls? Literally, they fucking they cornered the market and now <laughs> now they're haram. Like Imagine you're some cashier and this person comes up to buy food and they're like, What roll is this? What roll is this? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. Here's this fucking roll. <laughs> Uh, sharing a report from Billy Penn that detailed Martin's uh, support of Mastriano. I bought my last last night, Top Chef Judge Don... Tom Colicchio. Tom Colicchio. Acuccia chimed in. Yeah, every night this guy was buying potato rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Top Chef Judge, but he just eats potato rolls. Reading, reading about how the potato roll guy is racist as you're eating his potato no. roll. Oh, <laughs> no. I, well, I gotta finish it now. I'm telling you, and, and, any anyone who's a culinary expert knows you put leftover steak on a Martin's potato roll. It's delicious. <laughs> The news was followed by a string of proclamations from business owners in San Francisco, Philadelphia, and New York that they would no longer be selling Martin's Rolls. Uh, but not Shake Shack. Yeah, so I, I tried to see if, you know, our local Shake Shack that we have been to, you know, nixed the Rolls, but it seems like Shake Shack just put out a statement that, that it was like, we're, we're looking into it. <laughs> So that's basically what they said. However, uh, I did see that Federal Donuts, podcast favorite, uh, they did switch from these rolls as soon as this this dropped. The sandwich better not have gone downhill. It better not have gone downhill. I had one of those sandwiches like two weeks ago. Man, I need one of those sandwiches. I shouldn't have read Federal Donuts. No, yeah, no, I, right. now, now we need a like, sandwich. Good, now man. we're like, oh, I'm, I'm so, so hungry. hungry. I have I... to go to a baseball game just to buy a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Past tonight. 6 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> the Phillies are playing at a 7.05 tonight. I guess you know. Hopefully, they're tickets they're, are three dollars, folks. Hopefully, hopefully they're beating those damn Washington Nationals. <laughs> go Phils. Go Phils. Democrats <laughs> hope Mastriano's far-right election-denying talking points will prove fatal when he faces Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro in November. Uh, he drives away almost every Democrat. He loses a ton of independents on that, and he loses some Republicans who aren't crazy about Democrats but want to see elections held fairly and consistent with our Democratic principles. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. <laughs> well, yeah, look who said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No uh, one believes in democracy, just most people won't be honest about it. Look who said it. Ed Rendell, the state's Democratic former governor. <laughs> Loser. Loser. Uh, who had never even heard of the Martins prior to their backing of Mastriano because he's not a PA boy, okay? He's not going into Giant and picking up a pack of uh, potato rolls. <laughs> He's running in a state that has 500,000 more Democrat voters, so it's virtually an impossible hill to climb. Uh, Josh Shapiro should pivot and, uh, like, frame himself like Ben Shapiro, like, wear a little <laughs> suit. And be like, mm, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, just I'm hope people... down Trump to jail. Just hope people sort of forget the names between the two of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm also... Most people would just look at him and be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm also going to call bullshit that the former governor of Pennsylvania hasn't heard of the Martins. He's trying to he's trying to not be culpable in anything, you know? He's like, mm-hmm. I never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this you're, right, ver- you're right. This very important family in Pennsylvania he's politics. He's got a from Messiah University. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bread studies. There's like, they start tweeting pictures of like him with the Martin sister, like Ghislaine photos. <laughs> <laughs> at restaurants and it's just a big giant roll <laughs> all right uh we're gonna move on to our last article this week folks we're heading back to real raw news let's get raw we're getting raw here 
we're we're taking the condom off here, folks. Uh, we've got a, we've got a Michael Baxter article titled "The Deep State Strikes Back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was honestly I was really excited when I saw this. Is this Crandall headline. okay? Did they do they do they shoot up we're Guantanamo? Gonna, we're gonna talk about that because I have a theory about the current state of Crandall. Oh, is he but compromised? Let's 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 uh, get into this article here. Yeah, Crandall captured Obi Wan Kenobi. Let's talk about it. <laughs> General Berger, you're our only hope. <laughs> Several U.S. Marines on a clandestine assignment to arrest a prominent deep state lawmaker were tragically killed last Wednesday when the OV-22 Osprey, <laughs> a military aircraft with a somewhat checkered history, <laughs> plunged from the sky and erupted in a colossal fireball. <laughs> The mainstream media and the criminal Biden regime labeled the crash an accident still under investigation. But the white hat vanguard of the U.S. military believes the crash was an act of deep state sabotage. Hasn't the Osprey only ever worked in, like, Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the official narrative is simple. The tilt rotor aircraft, which lands vertically like a helicopter, but flies more similarly to an airplane, went down near Glamis, California, about 115 miles east of San Diego and 50 miles from Yuma, Arizona. Uh, just, what the fuck? Just two completely random places? I guess that's how you triangulate in the desert. <laughs> uh, uh, during a routine training mission. On the surface, this seems plausible because the Osprey has had 13 hull loss accidents that have resulted in 51 fatalities. <laughs> probably just real. The predecessor to the F-35. <laughs> uh, pilots have called the V-22, quote, an uncooperative aircraft to fly. <laughs> and some have petitioned for its withdrawal from service. So, in theory, last Wednesday's crash could have been another random mishap. It's funny that the military, like, keeps using them and I keeps know. putting people in them. It's like, it pretty much just looks cool and doesn't fucking work. It's, like, all of the military shit. It's the fucking, the, whatever the thing is in GTA San Andreas. The fucking, the Hydra or whatever. The jet that you cheat in. <laughs> <laughs> Take off like a helicopter yeah. and fly around <laughs> like a plane, baby. <laughs> And of uh, course, shout out to uh, Top Gun Maverick for <laughs> ensuring that the U.S. military will continue to have pl pilots in these planes <laughs> yeah. for years yeah, to yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. just don't need to be. <laughs> I have gotten so many more Air Force ads since that stupid fucking movie has come out. They're like, do you want to be a pilot? Do you want to be a pilot? Do you want to be gay? Do you want to be a gay pilot in the Air Force? <laughs> do you want to be compromised into Scientology forever? <laughs> Uh, but White Hats say the crash had the true nature of the Osprey's mission, combined with unassailable evidence, rule out a mere accident. To the contrary, they assert that both a deep state double agent and saboteur learned of the operation and conspired to bring down the airplane and its occupants. They also challenged the number of Marines killed in the crash. Sources told Real Raw News the Osprey held eight Marines, the pilot, co-pilot, two flight engineers, and the four Marines tasked with apprehending a deep state villain. It was Ezra Miller. <laughs> Sphinx! <laughs> <laughs> shore leave. Oh, yeah, rip shore leave. Yeah. On Sunday, June 5th, White Hats decided to move against a liberal lawmaker who lives near Glamis and was deeply rooted in a child trafficking ring whereby abducted American children, some as young as four years old, were sold to the House of Saud, the ruling family of Saudi Arabia. Oh <laughs> the military is said to have uh, transactional proof implicating the target of last Wednesday's disastrous operation. They have the Bitcoin records. Yeah, I'm gonna say they shouldn't have put it on the friggin' blockchain. Uh, our source did not reveal the target's name because a follow-up operation is already underway. Uh, several targets of opportunity live within 100-mile radiuses of that area. Naming a target or specific place of residence might spook them all. Our source said. Baxter just cannot think of guys right now. <laughs> The operation, he added, ought to have been straightforward and effortless. The Marines were stationed at Camp Pendleton, a white hat stronghold, and assigned to Marine Medium Tilt Rotor Squadron 364 of Marine Aircraft Group 39, part of the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing, headquartered at Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego. That is some deep lore right there. It really is. It's for the heads. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, on Wednesday, April 8th, at approximately noon, General David H. Berger greenlit the mission, and the Marines set forth to capture their target. The, pl- the pilots were instructed to touch down briefly while a four-man reactionary force traveled on foot a short distance to the target's location. If the assignment had gone to If the assignment had gone as planned, the Marines would have stormed the target's home, captured him, and flown him to Camp Pendleton for processing. (laughs) Nothing ever goes as planned. (laughs) No. The Ospreys, though, plummeted into the arid terrain minutes after takeoff, killing all aboard. (laughs) It's a bad idea to make a plane half helicopter, because then it's going to be like half helicopter crash statistics. Right, right. Uh, according to our sources, White Hats have taken uh, possession of both the cockpit voice recorder and the flight data recorder, instruments which uh, record cockpit chatter and preserve the recent history of the flight uh, through recording of dozens of parameters collected several times per second. In uh, distrustful of outsiders, White Hats used in-house aircraft investigation experts to forensically analyze the Osprey's short but ill-fated flight. There was zero sign of trouble up until 45 seconds before the crash. The, pilo- the pilots were talking casually uh, about 4th of July plans. Then the shit hit the fan. The voice recorder picked up a massive explosion at the same time the FDR recorded an immediate loss of all flight controls. An explosion in the left engine was so strong it blew the rotor off the engine. The aircraft banked hard and corkscrewed into the ground, our source said. The pilot's last words were, We're dead. Someone fucked us over. (laughs) (laughs) There's the smoking gun, folks. No matter how I die, if it's recorded, that'll be my last words. (laughs) Of course. Someone fucked us over. (laughs) I'm leaving an investigation in my wake. Uh, Certitude of sabotage, our source explained, was established when White Hats examined the wreckage. Explosive residue, C4 and thermite, were found on shrapnel from the left engine mount. We don't yet know how it got there, who planted it. It's damn peculiar. The V-22 was fully inspected 48 hours before, and a thorough pre-flight was done before it took off. Somehow, someone entered a secure area undetected and, by the looks of it, hit explosives in the engine cowling. That's my guess, not official. (laughs) We still have no answers why the explosion crippled all flight controls, our source said. More disturbing, and this is where we get into Crandall, is that only 13 White Hats, excluding the deceased, (laughs) uh, had foreknowledge of the mission. White Hat operational details are compartmentalized, classified, and shared on a need-to-know basis. The implication is an officer within the White Hat echelon fed information to his true masters, the Deep State, which surreptitiously found a way to sabotage the Osprey without getting caught. General Berger, our source said, is personally spearheading an investigation to learn the traitor's identity. It's hard to believe someone in our ranks could have done this. We're examining all angles. <laughs> when we catch the traitor, and we will get him, he will be executed, our source said in closing. And, you know what, I want to I wanna just put this in context to the last Real Raw News article we read, which is where Crandall was slowing down the executions and the military arrests. And no one knew why. No one knew why. For some inexplicable reason, he's doing this. And now, somehow thermite is found, <laughs> you know, blowing up a, a, a white hat op? What is happening, folks? We are, listeners, we're sorry to report that it seems that Ass Admiral Crandall (laughs) is probably compromised by the deep state. Yep. And... Uh, we'd tell you he's dropping from the gallows, but they switched to bullets. <laughs> they have uh, switched to bullets. They, uh, that was another article, uh, that, that we, we juggled with, um, <laughs> using, uh, they, they basically ran the, the numbers. They hired McKinsey to come in and show him the spreadsheet, and it turns out bullets are cheaper and quicker than hanging people. <laughs> they said, you know, people get to talk too much when you hang them. When you, <laughs> when you shoot them in the back of the head, they really don't get to say anything at all. That's right. And it's, the... It's that thing where the government has to pay a lot more for certain things just for budgeting reasons, so rope <laughs> costs like nine million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> the white hat bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to figure out how to make rope out of corn. <laughs> well, friendship with uh, Vice Admiral Crandall is over. General Burger <laughs> is now my best friend. Yep, yep. And one Americans last... only know Burger. Americans <laughs> love Burger. That's right, that's right. One last thing, folks. This article was visited 72,000 times. 
14,000 times today. That's like everybody in America. That's like every single person who watches the news. Yeah, this guy's really powerful. He's basically going to be Citizen Kane, but Citizen Brain. <laughs> uh, because everyone's going to want to give him head. That's right. <laughs> And on that note, folks, thank you for listening to Boomer <laughs> Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death's Pod. Yep. <laughs> I'll have a Discord linked in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodles. Oh,